Hey folks, I'm Stephen Peterkins and this is episode 236 of the Peterkins Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about how society is designed for sociopaths. Most people are decent, well-intended, empathetic individuals who are capable of living with one another peacefully. But not everyone is like this. In fact, every one out of a hundred people would qualify as a sociopath. Now, sociopathy is a sliding scale. Just like many things, it is not binary. However, those who are higher on the sociopathy scale, I will generally just call sociopath in today's episode. Sociopathy is somewhat misunderstood. Generally, sociopathy is a tendency not to regard people's emotions or experiences, and often people who are sociopaths lack remorse for their actions. We might think serial killer when we hear it. However, it is incredibly likely that your local doctor or healthcare physician scores fairly highly on the sociopathy scale. This is because sociopathy is an important trait to have in high-stress positions. Sociopaths remain cool under pressure and ultimately are more capable of making the hard decisions when it comes to people and the bottom line. This is especially apparent in business, where the ultimate goal is to put profits over people. Sociopaths are much more capable of making this decision and are less affected psychologically in doing so, thus are more likely to remain in their positions in their chosen hierarchy. If you look at the hierarchies found within society, it becomes pretty clear that they were not built for your average person. Sociopaths are on top of many constructed hierarchies because sociopathic traits make them more successful at ruling them. We see through research that the higher up the corporate ladder goes, the number of sociopaths who appear at the top increases more and more. The information age continues to create environments that benefit the sociopathic. Social media rewards those who are capable of shamelessly promoting themselves and ignoring the comments and opinions of others. For an empathetic person, this is not easy to achieve. Naturally, we want to know if we're pissing off other people, as historically this has led to expulsion from our communities and in that case ultimately death. For a sociopath, however, they can continue to post content unconcerned and generally unaffected by what other people say or think about the content that they are producing. Even novel societal mechanisms favor sociopaths. An example of this is how cancel culture operates. When someone is, quote, canceled, an empathetic, well-meaning person will apologize and will be greatly affected by the amount of hurt that they have caused other people, causing them to lose prominence and be more accountable for their actions. Now, on the other hand, sociopaths know that if they do not back down, if they do not give in, then eventually people will forget about them, they'll forget about what they've done, and they can continue onwards without a care in the world. Besides extreme circumstances, you only really get cancelled if you think you deserve to face consequences. As mentioned previously, just because someone has sociopathic tendencies doesn't mean that they use them for evil. These traits are more neutral than we think, and they can be used for both good and evil. If we wish to control malevolent behaviors of those with sociopathic tendencies, we should think very carefully about the mechanisms and incentives of how our culture operates and who they ultimately end up benefiting despite our best intentions. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you later.